This is the Do It Scared podcast with Ruth Sukup, episode number 25. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how taking full responsibility of how you respond to whatever happens to you might just be the most important thing you ever do. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and each week on the show, we will talk about how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and create a life you love. Today's episode is brought to you by the 8th Annual LWSL Holiday Planner. You guys, this is our most popular freebie of the entire year, and so you've got to grab it now. It's such a great tool for helping you to enjoy a holiday season filled with a whole lot more joy and a whole lot less stress. And the very best part of all, it is completely and totally free. Just our little way of saying happy holidays. It's available now, but only for a limited time. So grab yours at livingwellspendingless.com slash holiday planner. Once again, you can get it at livingwellspendingless.com slash holiday planner. Hey there, and welcome back to the Do It Scared podcast. My name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Living Well Spending Less and the Living Well Planner, as well as the founder of Elite Blog Academy and the New York Times bestselling author of five and very, very soon to be six books. So whether you are new and just finding me through this podcast for the very first time, or whether you've known me for a while from Living Well Spending Less or Elite Blog Academy, I just want to say welcome. My hope is that this is a place where you will find new inspiration and motivation to move past the things that are holding you back so that you can create a life you love. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about a topic that seems to come up a lot in the Sukup household because it seems like a lesson that I am constantly trying to hammer into my kids. Maybe you can relate to that. So what is it? It's learning how to take complete and total ownership of your life and full responsibility for all the choices that you make and everything that happens to you, even when it seems like things are outside of your control. Because in the end, you can't control what other people do or what other people say or really any of the bad things that happen to you, but but you can control how you respond. And ultimately, That's exactly what this podcast is all about. It's about taking control of our own destiny in order to move past those things that are keeping us stuck and instead create a life we love. Because courage doesn't mean that we're never afraid. Instead, courage is being scared, but taking action anyway, despite our fear. It's putting one foot in front of the other, even when we're not quite sure where that path is going to lead. Okay, guys, so one more quick thing before we dive into all the goodness of today's episode. I have got a great little download that you can grab that's going to walk you through the practical strategies we'll be talking about today. You can also get the show notes. You can get it all by visiting doitscared.com slash episode 25. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode 25. And with that out of the way, let's dive in. 
So in October 2014, Allison Toperwine found the courage to walk away from a toxic marriage and start completely over as a single mom. It was painful and scary and really hard, and she truly couldn't imagine her year getting any worse. Well, let me just tell you, she could not have been more wrong. You see, just a few short months later, on December 31st, at just 34 years old, Allison was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's, a devastating disease for which there is currently no cure. Now raising her young daughter all on her own, Allison was suddenly faced with the very real prospect that she might not be capable of caring for her daughter much longer. And as I'm sure you can imagine, she was completely devastated. That night on New Year's Eve, she cried herself to sleep, wondering how she would ever be able to carry on. But when she woke up the next morning, the sun was shining through her window and it was a brand new year. And in that moment, Allison decided that it didn't matter how devastating the diagnosis or how bad the prognosis might be, she was going to do everything in her power to fight. So she booked an appointment with one of the top neurologists in the country, a doctor who had done nothing but study Parkinson's disease for the past 20 or so years. And he told her that while there was currently no cure for Parkinson's, there had been one thing that was proven to slow the progression of the disease, and that was exercise. And so Allison decided to start exercising, even though at that point she had almost no energy, none. It, the disease was sapping it out of her. But she started by walking up the steps of the bleachers at her local high school track, slowly working up the strength to do a little bit more each time she went. And amazingly enough, what she found is that the exercise actually gave her more energy. And so she continued pushing herself to do more and more. Eventually, she got into such good shape that she was invited to appear not once, but twice on American Ninja Warrior, the first person ever with Parkinson's disease to do so. And in the process, she has inspired thousands of others who are battling the same disease. And if this story sounds familiar, that's because it probably is. I interviewed Allison in episode 18. And so just as an aside, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, do. Her story is incredibly inspiring. But the reason I wanted to bring it up today is because I think Allison is such an incredible example of someone who refused to let their circumstances dictate who they became. She recognized that while she couldn't control everything, she could control how she moved forward and how she responded to the obstacles that had been put in her way. She refused to see herself as a helpless victim of bad luck, but instead decided to go all in and play hard with the hand that she was dealt. Allison Toperwine took complete and total responsibility for her life. And you know, I think it's a lesson that we could all stand to learn from. Because after all, it is pretty much human nature to want to blame other people or our circumstances when things go wrong, 
or when we fall short of our goals and our expectations. Our first inclination is often to just complain about the way that we are treated or about all the ways that the deck was stacked against us, the unfair treatment, the tragic circumstances, the lack of money, and to make one excuse, one justification, one rationalization after another. It is so much easier to point the finger at all those external circumstances than to acknowledge our own shortcomings. And it is certainly easier to give up when things get hard, especially, especially when we are handed a perfectly legitimate excuse to not keep going. I mean, who could blame us for wanting to throw in the towel? But that's why making the decision to accept complete and absolute responsibility for everything that happens to you is such an act of courage. Because it's putting an end to the excuses and saying that it doesn't matter who has hurt you or what terrible things have happened to you or whether you've had a death or an illness or a tragedy in your life or whether you've had to file for bankruptcy or you've lost your job or you're permanently disabled. It is acknowledging the simple truth that regardless of your circumstances, you are in complete control of the way you respond. And you guys, that's not always easy, but let me tell you, it is incredibly freeing. So how do we do this? How do we change our mindset in a way that lets us take ownership of any situation we happen to find ourselves in, no matter how difficult? I think that there are three very specific steps we can take. So let's just talk about those for a couple of minutes. The first step is to let go of the victim card. And let's be honest here, you guys. We don't like to think of ourselves as victims. After all, it's a pretty strong word with a lot of very negative connotations. Victims are weak. Victims are whiny. Victims are stuck, well, being victims. And yet, so often, we all play the victim card without even realizing it. Those rationalizations that we've made for why we can't be successful or why we can't go after our goals and dreams or why we can't accomplish the things that we really want to do that are so close to the surface are such a part of our internal narrative that they come out before we even realize what we are saying. They are such a part of our story that we don't even recognize that we are making excuses. One of the questions that I asked as part of the research for this new book that I'm writing was this, what do you feel gets in the way of achieving your dreams or accomplishing your goals? And do you know what the most common responses were? Things like, I feel guilty for not spending time with my family. I have too many other important obligations. Our family really struggles with financial security. I have to work full-time to keep my health insurance coverage. I just need more education. I've had so many recurring health problems. My husband passed away six months ago and he was was supposed to be part of my goals and dreams. I guess I'm just depressed. I have poor self-esteem and a spouse that doesn't support me and too many bills. We asked this question and the most common responses to that question that came in 
were money issues or financial issues. They were a lack of support from family or spouses, a lack of time and health concerns. Those were the things that are holding people back. And here's the thing. On the surface, most of those reasons sound perfectly legitimate. After all, who can blame someone dealing with a health concern or a disability for not going after their goals? How can someone facing serious financial hardship think about all these pie-in-the-sky ideals? How can anyone dream big while dealing with major family issues? These are real problems, actual hardships, genuine obstacles. But here's the thing. A good excuse is still just an excuse. And as long as you are looking for a reason not to, you'll find one. Excuses come in an unlimited supply for every single one of us. Yes, some people get dealt a lousy hand. And yes, sometimes life isn't fair. But whining and complaining about it won't change anything. And I guarantee that there are plenty of people out there who have had it worse. On the flip side, you don't have to look very hard to see that the world is also full of inspiring people who defeated the odds and overcame extreme adversity in order to accomplish incredible things. Look at Oprah. Oprah Winfrey was born to a poor single teenage mother in rural Mississippi. Abused and neglected as a child, she gave birth at age 14, but her baby boy died shortly after he was born. Against all odds, she received a full scholarship to college, but then was fired from her first job and told that she would never make it as a journalist. J.K. Rowling was a nearly broke single mom when she wrote her first manuscript for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, struggling to make ends meet while she also worked to make this big idea come to life. When she finally finished, the book was rejected by publishers 12 times before one publisher finally decided to give it a chance. That book became the best-selling children's book of all time. Bethany Hamilton was on the fast track to surfing stardom when the unthinkable happened. She lost her arm in a shark attack and very nearly died. While most teenagers would have given up in the face of such an overwhelming injury, Bethany did not. She relearned how to surf, eventually winning a number of national championships. Chris Carr was living the life of her dreams as a young, beautiful, successful marketing executive when she was diagnosed with incurable stage four cancer and given a death sentence. Instead of quietly accepting her diagnosis, she sought out second, third, and fourth opinions before deciding to radically change her lifestyle, adopting a vegan diet and seeking out holistic treatments. Now, 15 years later, she feels healthier than ever. The one thing that all of these inspiring people have in common is that they refused to let their circumstances dictate who they became. They recognize that while they couldn't control everything, they could control how they move forward and how they responded to the obstacles that had been put in their way. They refused to see themselves as victims, but instead decided to play the hand they were dealt. Nothing they did was miraculous. They didn't possess any superpowers. They were just ordinary people who made the decision to stop playing the victim. 
So let go of the victim card. That's step number one. Step number two then is stop waiting to be rescued. Have you ever noticed that we live in a society built on heroes? It's all about the daring rescues and the dramatic saves. The more death-defying, the better. In fact, the idea is so ingrained in our culture that it is hard to imagine a story without one. It's the crux of every fairy tale. The handsome prince coming to the aid of the damsel in distress. The princess sleeping in the tower. The fair maiden in mortal peril. Cinderella has her fairy godmother. Even Aladdin gets his three wishes. Every great story needs a hero, right? Because while this may be the stuff that fairy tales are made of, the need for a hero and the desire to be rescued is an idea that certainly permeates our everyday lives as well. Have you ever found yourself wishing that you'd be noticed or better yet, plucked out of your current state in favor of a better one? Perhaps it's wishing that your boss might recognize your effort and give you that promotion you've been hoping for. Or maybe that a parent or friend might offer the guidance or assistance to get you unstuck or simply see that you could use a little help along the way. Maybe you're secretly hoping to be discovered for a talent that you have yet to share with the world. Maybe you just like someone, a therapist, a pastor, a life coach, or anyone to show you the way. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just find someone to save us from ourselves? But here's the problem with waiting to be rescued. Life doesn't really work that way. Most of the time, the people around us are far too busy trying to keep up with their own busy, chaotic, and frustrating lives to worry about saving you from yours. And ultimately, that makes waiting to be rescued just another excuse. Just like playing the victim, telling ourselves that we can't do something because we don't have anyone to help us along the way is just one more big fat lie. You don't need a hero. You are not a damsel in distress. And waiting to be rescued won't get you anywhere. You want that promotion? You do the work to deserve it and then ask for it. Feeling stuck? Start doing something anything differently and take the necessary steps to get unstuck. You have a talent that you want to pursue, then pursue it. Make a demo tape, write that book, get an agent, go out and get it. Remember, action is the antidote to fear. And at the end of the day, the only thing that is standing in your way is you. So go be your own hero. That's step number two. And then finally, step number three is to take back control. Now, if you are a parent, let me just ask you for a second how often you have heard this phrase. It's not my fault. Because let me tell you, if I had a dollar for every time my kids said those four little words, I would be one very rich mama. I would say at least Once a day in the Sukup household, and usually many more, we have to have some sort of discussion about taking responsibility and that actions have consequences and, well, my kids can't always control what happens to them or what other people do. They can control how they respond. As a mom, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I feel like a broken record and I find myself wondering if they will ever really get it. 
If you have kids, you can probably relate. But the reality is that taking complete and total ownership for everything that happens in our lives is a pretty tough lesson for all of us. After all, it is pretty much human nature to want to blame other people or our circumstances when things go wrong or when we fall short of our goals and expectations. Our first inclination is to complain about the way that we were treated or about all the ways the deck was stacked against us, the unfair treatment, the tragic circumstances, the lack of money, and to make one excuse, one justification, and one rationalization after another. It is so much easier to point the finger at all those external circumstances than to acknowledge the ways that we've done something wrong. And it is certainly easier to give up when things get hard especially, especially when we are given that excuse to not keep going. But guys, just like I said earlier, that's why making this decision to accept responsibility for what happens to you is an act of courage. It's putting an end to those excuses. It's saying that I I am going to take responsibility no matter what, no matter who hurts me, no matter what terrible things happen to me, no matter what horrible things happen in my life, whether it's bankruptcy or losing your job or whatever. Not only that, it's making the daily choice to accept responsibility for your decisions without looking for someone or something to blame. It's acknowledging that simple truth that regardless of your circumstances, you are in control of the way you respond each and every day. Psychologists refer to this concept as a shift in the locus of control, which according to Wikipedia is the degree to which people believe that they have control over the outcome of events in their lives as opposed to external forces beyond their control. And in his book, Smarter, Better, Faster, Charles Duhigg talks about the importance of this concept when it comes to getting things done and accomplishing our goals. He explains that the difference between having an internal locus of control, believing that you are in control of your own choices, and an external locus of control, believing that your choices are outside your control. What he says is that People who have an internal locus of control, who believe that they are in control of their own choices, are far more motivated, productive, and successful in life. And that means that becoming more motivated is often just a matter of taking responsibility for your choices. As Duhigg explains, to teach ourselves to self-motivate more easily, we need to see our choices not just as expressions of control, but also as affirmations of our values of goals. Duhigg then goes on to explain how nursing home residents who rebel and defy the strict rules and rigid schedules actually do much better both mentally and physically than the compliant residents who just go along with everything. As humans, we are wired to make choices and to exercise control over our surroundings. And while it might seem scary, this idea of taking complete and total responsibility over your life and your circumstances is also incredibly freeing. Because when you take ownership, you don't have to worry about what happens to you or how other people might treat you or what obstacles might come your way. Because you know that ultimately, you're in control of how you respond. 
And don't get me wrong, there will still be obstacles along the way. You'll still face hardships. You'll still make mistakes. There will be stumbles and spills. And there will be people who treat you badly. But it won't matter because you are no longer a victim of your circumstance. You are in complete control of how you choose to respond. In their book, Extreme Ownership, ex-Navy SEALs Jocko Willink and Leif Babin discuss in detail this concept of accepting full responsibility, particularly when they talk about how crucial it is in leadership. They tell a lot of stories in this book all about their combat experience. So if you like audiobooks, I highly recommend it. But one of my favorite quotes from this book is this. They say, as individuals, we often attribute the success of others to luck or circumstances and make excuses for our own failures and the failures of our team. We blame our own performance on bad luck, circumstances beyond our control, or poorly performing subordinates, anyone but ourselves. Total responsibility for failure is a difficult thing to accept, and taking ownership when things go wrong requires extraordinary humility, and courage. But doing that is an absolute necessity to learning, growing as a leader, and improving performance. In other words, you need to take back control so that you can get to where you want to be. You guys, making the decision to always own it, no matter what, and to take full responsibility for whatever life throws your way might just be the most courageous thing you ever do. Because make no mistake, it will change everything for you. You'll no longer have anyone to blame but yourself. You'll have to let go of your victim card and stop letting excuses stand in your way. You'll have to stop waiting for someone else to show you the way. You'll have to choose to be your own hero. And it won't be easy. But it will set you free. And I promise that it will be worth it. Okay, so don't forget that if you would like the worksheet that goes along with this podcast that will walk you through the three steps that we just talked about and remind you to always own it in your own life, you can download it again with along with our show notes at doitscared.com slash episode 25. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode 25. And before we go, I just would like to say that I would love to hear from you If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the Do It Scared podcast, please feel free to reach out either via email by filling out our form at doitscared.com or connect with me on Instagram. You can follow me at at Ruth Sukup. And that about does it for this episode of the Do It Scared with Ruth Sukup podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes. And then while you're there, be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And speaking of upcoming episodes, be sure to join me next week as we chat with my good friend, copywriter, writing coach, and truth teller, Laura Belgray, about learning how to write your own story even when you have no idea where you want to go. There are so many gold nuggets in that interview, along with enough references to 90s fashion to take you right back to Beverly Hills 90210. Yep, it's a good one. I will catch you then.